0: Welcome to the original Vegan Business Talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode. Today, our guest is Shara. I said it right, right?
1: Shara. Yeah, you did. All
0: right. See, <laughs> we, I practiced one time before. I gotta admit that. Um, so, Earner co-founder, they have a company called Out of the Ordinary, and they're both uh, Vancouver-based health-conscious women, and it's a high-protein, low-sugar oatmeal supporting those with busy lifestyles and a high and high healthy standards. The oatmeal is vegan, gluten-free, and available in single or multi-serve pouches in all three different flavors, raspberry, chocolate, coconut, and blueberry cinnamon, guaranteed to keep you fueled and focused so you can own your own day and I have to admit I have tried it and I'm not being biased here because you guys all know me I speak my mind if I like it I'll tell you if I don't like it well I don't know if they'd be on the podcast then because it probably wouldn't be a good start but I like it it's good and I love the fact it has protein in it 14 grams is it that is that correct
1: it's 11 grams per serving yeah
0: right 11 grams per serving awesome so Welcome, by the way, I didn't even welcome you I was so excited to talk about your oatmeal I forgot to even welcome you.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much I know I get really excited talking about the oatmeal as well.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So tell us a little bit about how you got started. Why did you decide to do this kind of the cliff notes version of all that.
1: Yeah, I'm a holistic nutritionist I've been practicing for about six years now. And I noticed a trend with so many of my clients really struggling to find a healthy meal, specifically breakfast that supported their busy schedule. So I had a ton of my clients going to cafes and grabbing a croissant or a muffin or even like Quaker's oats. And then not understanding why they had this blood sugar crash and were hungry an hour later, and then not really understanding why they can't lose weight or their energy is not good. So I started just sharing this recipe of making protein and oats and flax and chia and all the things. And at the same time, I also work um, part-time for a wellness podcast based out of LA. So I was traveling for weeks on end each month and I would do the same thing. Like I would truly like walk the talk and make this little oat blend in a Ziploc bag because you can get it through customs. Fine. All you have to do is add hot water and you know, like in here in North America, there's Starbucks and cafes everywhere. So I go and I get my hot water, add the oats in and then I have this healthy satiating meal that kept me full for hours. So when COVID happened, um, and I was no longer traveling, you know, my clients were kind of dropping off, it wasn't like a top priority service. My, my partner, my boyfriend, he said to me, you know what, why don't you explore this idea? Because there's not that like too many competitors on the market or there wasn't then. So I called up my girlfriend who had a business background, Vanessa. And I said, let's explore, you know, we've got the time. Let's just try it out. So we did about six months of R and D focus groups, um, you know, send out questionnaires, all this thing. And then in November, 2020, we decided to launch and since then it's just been it's been so incredible I think the proof is in the pudding people did want something that was healthy and satiating and um you know supporting locals so big right now so for a small business like us that really really helps um but it's yeah we're in over 150 locations to date and we're growing every day so it's just been an amazing experience
0: wow that's amazing and so you started in COVID then correct Yes. Yes. Right. So was there more of a challenge starting in COVID or actually was it better for you guys starting in COVID?
1: it was both it was both it was better for us because I think people started getting accustomed to shopping for groceries online where like I don't know if I would have bought an oatmeal online before COVID you know you just go to the grocery store but then at the grocery store you might not have like as unique and kind of rare options as you do online now so that definitely was um, a benefit for us but the con was we weren't able to do any sampling we weren't able to you know get our name out there attend any events or meet any of our community members so as I was telling you before we started recording going to these shows now has just been such a joy because we've got to meet customers who have been there since the very beginning and we're doing a bunch of like pop-up fitness events this summer and just getting out into the community has been you know one of our favorite parts of the business
0: right that makes sense and it's true when you meet people it's different because people send me all kinds of their vegan stuff to try Mm -hmm. right and some i do some i don't and you know and it's but it's different when you meet somebody too like in person you know it's a different feel you know them a little more right you're go home and try it. So yeah, I, I, I that in-person stuff is, I think, you know, the in-person, especially for your guys' this type of business, I think it's an important part.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you get to see the faces behind the brand, which is really cool in this day and age. That's becoming more and more popular. You, you know, we don't really know who created Quakers or not usually like nature's path or some of the big names out there. But for us, like people can look at our product and go, wow, like I know Sharon, Vanessa, like I know the face behind it. And for our social, we try to share a lot of the behind the scenes too, and just be really open um, about our journey and creating this.
0: Right. That's cool. So what's been some of the biggest challenges starting this business
1: oh gosh there's there's the operation operational challenges and then the personal challenges the personal challenges are you're faced with challenges and you're faced with you know facing your weaknesses every single day and because it's your business and you you put your heart and soul into it you can't run away from that so for me for example you know paying attention to detail or um, grammar isn't my strong suit, but I'm doing the social media and the marketing and all of that. And like writing these emails for sales, like I have to practice that. I have to strengthen that, let alone with, just, you know, being in a partnership has its challenges. It's definitely like more pros than cons, but again, you're just, you're always faced with opportunities of growth if you take it that way. So that's been a challenge. And then for the operation, you know, co-packing on the West coast is really, really hard. Um, because of the massive growth with the cannabis industry, where you can sell like a small single serve of, you know, joints or gummies or whatever it may be, you can sell it for over $25, that same co-packer could be packing our oatmeal and we can't sell a single serve for $25. We get left out of the market. Right, so right. these like prices are absolutely, absolutely insane. And we wanted to make our product affordable for, you know, the masses. So that's been a real struggle. And the other one I would say is as much as we do our due diligence, I don't think we expected to run into so many errors from other businesses. And I don't say that to be like on my high horse or anything, but there's just certain things that, you're like, wow, I can't believe some businesses are run are run this way. And it's just totally out of your control. So every single day we're faced with other challenges that we have to overcome. But um, I think we're doing a good job of trying to keep our cool and just keep powering through it.
0: Right. I agree. And so when you say like other businesses, meaning like, you know, just uh, lack of communication or distribution or that type of stuff, you mean?
1: Yeah. And organization. Yeah. communication's a big one for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It's it's huge. Right. So, so is your, so you guys are now there's, there's you Vanessa and do you guys have, is it just you two right now or do you have any more of a, a team right now?
1: It's just us two, but we did recently bring on a couple partners who are really helping us with sales and connections. Um, so that kind of the legalities of that are in the works, but they've been a massive support to us and we're excited to be bringing them on soon.
0: Right. That's awesome. And so that's like partners in the company, correct? Yes. Right. Awesome. That's exciting stuff. So where do you see yourselves in, where do you want to be in 10 years, 15 years? Like what's your goal?
1: It's, you know, it's hard to say at this point because there's days where we're just so excited to sell (laughs) and, you know, and then maybe go into supporting other businesses and offering mentorship. But then there's days where I just visualize, you know, being in an office with a team and just like running a team, which would be super cool. And I think that's something we can accomplish within the 10 years and then eventually exit and, you know, see what the next adventure is. But um, right now, I think it's just becoming a household name um, for oatmeal, for breakfast and, and snacks. And we even love to say like healthy dessert options as well for a cacao coconut. But um yeah, I think it's just becoming more of a household name and really supporting people who want to look after their health, but also have a busy schedule.
0: Right, makes sense. So did you guys, when you started, did you guys use your own money and bootstrap?
1: Yeah, we did a bit of debt financing, but we've built this company extremely lean. Like we've right. done everything to keep it like we haven't really spent much money on marketing at all or ads, it's all been organic. Um, you know, we put it in sweat equity for sure, but we have taken on a little bit of debt financing.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's great. That's a great way to do it. It's interesting because, you know, I was just on with a $20 million guy and we were talking about starting lean. And when you start lean, you start to understand the business. And that's one thing I see that the CEOs don't and small business owners don't understand enough because they haven't had to learn it. They have a whole bunch of capital. You don't understand how to operate it properly. You don't understand how to build culture properly. You don't understand how to onboard, like, and you keep learning that stuff and then you get better at it. And then you save your money because you don't spend this here and this, and there's so many hidden costs in business that small business owners don't see that. I think that's the biggest problem for small business owners. They can't see all the hidden costs. So, so, you know, so when you start lean, you have to start learning all that stuff, (laughs) You, you know,
1: Totally, And that's such a good point. Like, I'm so glad that we've started off the way we have, like, we're not the fastest growing company, you know, we're not the biggest out of the gate, but we're, they were taking a lot of time to be very intentional about like where our dollars are being spent, what our goal is, how we're growing this business and just fine tuning everything. But like, yeah, if someone, you know, came and invested $20 million, I wouldn't even know where to spend it. Like where it's just, you know, keeping it really tight and just being aware of every penny that goes into it. And I think that is kind of the recipe for long-term growth, for sustainable growth for, for us anyway
0: it's true and you even look at a lot of companies that do come in and get big money like that you always hear the successes but you don't see the ones that get that money and it's out of their wheelhouse they don't have the skill set yet so they burn through it really fast and they actually mess up the whole business
1: well i mean look at WeWork. we work we excuse me it's a perfect example i'm watching that on that show on Netflix right now
0: it's interesting isn't that show is i watched it by the way it's very interesting
1: it is wild. Like just the burn rate that they had. And that was a perfect example of more money coming in, but not necessarily being accountable to all the dollars being spent. And then look what happened.
0: You know, he, he was a typical, uh, he was a, a good leader built to rally people. And he was a good leader of, of, of being able to lead and and, and build, you know, say a tribe, Mm -hmm. but you could tell he left his, uh, When it came to the operations and stuff, uh, obviously they didn't do it properly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's something, you know, having a partner like Vanessa and I, the partnership has really shown that. you know, you want to work with someone who doesn't have the same strengths as you do. Because like, I'm very much like Adam from WeWork, you know, I could go and like rally the crowd and do like the the community thing and spend all the money. And she's the one who's you know, like, you know, where's our best dollar spent? Like, let's try this and this and kind of, and like, she's operations, I'm marketing. So you definitely need both of those things um, to really complement each other, to really make a like full successful business.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I'm glad you said that because everybody listening right now, I don't think a lot of people understand to really make a business successful. There's so many moving components, but all those eventually have to sync together. Like culture has to sync with your first employee. First employee has to sync with customer experience. Customer experience has to sync with this. And if they're all not set up in systems and processes and policies, a business is just in chaos. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I ask lots of businesses to send me their systems and processes so I can look at them. And most of them can't. Wow. So I'm like, how are you going to grow?
1: Yeah.
0: Like you're in big trouble, right? Like you're oh, really? in big trouble if you can't, if you can't do that. And I was lucky just because I, you know, the, with the curves franchises mm-hmm. I learned systems and processes and policies, right. With that franchise growing so big. And so, uh, you know, I was blessed to learn, learn that from some of the best. So you guys, um, let's talk about partnerships for a minute. I always find that interesting because my, my first is my mom was my partner. In some of my stuff actually she just called me last night and she goes hey you want to build gyms again in certain area and i'm like i don't know and so <laughs> um and so that was our conversation last night actually and uh so tell me about the partnership partnerships are great but they're not easy all the time so is it nice and smooth for you guys is it just perfect for you guys or is it you know how is it
1: <laughs> yeah i know it's definitely not perfect by any means and just like you said, coming up with those processes or processes, like in the moment, we've had to do that too. You know, like when a mistake arises or something, it's being able to support each other and be like, okay, like I see this mistake that has happened. You know, how can we Um, refrain from this happening again in the future and and it's so funny how difficult it is to share your emotions to share what you're feeling and I think that's something that it's difficult as it is but Vanessa and I have also created a space where we can do that with each other um, without being judgmental so for example um Oh gosh, I mean, there's so many things that I've been like, you know, when you you say this or this, I feel this way, or, you know, I really, really appreciate it when you comment or you compliment the work that I've been doing. Like that makes me feel really motivated and really strong. And sure, like, I don't wanna always have to rely on those words of affirmation or seem like I'm weak needing them, But it's something that like I feel it's very true for me and I can share. And same with her, like just opening that door of being like, this is what I love and and you know, really helps me. And what can I do to support you? So it's just always keeping that open channel of communication, even though it's not easy. Like the partnership has probably been one of the hardest things, but it's the most rewarding because, like I mentioned in the beginning, like you're faced with so you're like, this year, just like, like standing naked in front of your partner, like you see my errors, you see my flaws. And it's nothing against that partner. It's just like you are so vulnerable. Um, and it's just I hope that everyone can have a support, uh, like a partner to support them and see that and, and also taking like wellness days. And, you know, if V or I like call each other and say, hey, like, it's been a rough week, I just need an afternoon to kind of like shut off. Both of us from the very beginning have been like, absolutely, because we know that when you take that time, you will come back like more focused, more motivated than ever. So it's like not having hard and fast rules of when you take that time off. Um, and then just knowing that your, your your partner has your back, like V knows that I have her back and vice versa. And um, those are definitely like the the pros of starting a business with a partner. I, I mean, I had my nutrition business before and, and doing that really taught me that I'm not a solopreneur. Like I definitely work better with a team. Like I like that accountability. I like being able to bounce ideas off of someone. And for so long, I thought that was, you know, like a failure of mine that I couldn't make it on my own, but it was like, no, that's just not how I operate. And that's okay. It's just kind of changing directions. And since then, yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic, but for sure it comes with its challenges, but I think it's just like being really, really vulnerable and having the strength to continue and, and over seeing it as a business. Like this is not about me. It's not about my ego. It's about growing oats. It's about like what this entity is becoming.
0: That's great. I mean, you said something that's so important, you know, even just with you in general of having that high level self-awareness of, you know, where you work better, where you don't and stuff. And that's such a big important part of the process of growing a business is understanding your own Mm self-awareness and saying, you know, I'm good here. I'm not good here. I need to learn better here. I need to get better here. You know, it's just you always somebody asked me, what do I really think makes a company grow? And I said, well, if they have a good product, then it's quite simple. It's just how good that person or those people get an understanding how to be the CEO and run a business. Mm -hmm. And it's a skill set. And I think a lot of people in business don't realize what a high level skill set it really is to grow a company.
1: Totally, totally. And like the communication, you know, like we make sure our, our buyers know who we are. Our, um, our distributors said that they talk to us more than any of their other brands because like we really are hands on and we really want, you know, we have this idea of how we want the business to grow and to look like and to be perceived. Um, and V and I will always come together and, and, and be on the same page of what that looks like and then being able to relay that message to like our buyers and partners.
0: Right. That's amazing. Awesome. So did you get, when you guys were doing your market research, let's back up to the start, when yeah. you guys were doing market research, uh, were you, uh, did you guys go really in depth? Like, did you really do out surveys and really research the market and really ask, um, ask people if they thought this was good? Give us some insight on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So V has a business background. So it was great for her to kind of bring that to the table where my background was nutrition. So I was kind of like working on the recipe um, and then she was doing like the market research in that sense. And so we did recipe testing and then we sent out samples to a bunch of people we knew and a bunch of people we didn't know just to get that like unbiased opinion as well, Um, like reformulated, then sent it out a survey. And then a year into the business, we sent out another survey to gain feedback. Um, So it's just all about like listening to our community. But I think with like my nutrition background for the recipe and just making sure that every ingredient in our product serves a purpose, you know, I was hearing over and over again from people saying like, oh yeah, I love oatmeal, but you know, I eat two packets of Quakers to feel full, which is 36 grams of sugar. And then like, I'm still hungry an hour later. It's like, okay, well that's made with quick oats. So that's why we don't use quick oats. They digest quickly. Um, That's why we added flax and chia to help with like extra protein fiber and like um, like to be um, satiated. The protein, I know more people are looking for a better source of protein, you know, trying to stick away from like Stay away from a ton of sugar, so we add um, just a pinch of organic coconut sugar. But mainly, the sweetness and the flavor comes from actual berries and superfoods that we use. So right. I really like listened to our audience and like saw that this isn't necessarily a trend. You know, we had someone ask like, "Oh, are you a keto product? Like, how do you feel about marketing as a keto product?" And I was like, you know, people who want to eat oatmeal, who are keto, we welcome them with open arms, but we're not a trend product. We're a lifestyle. We're like something you can sustain. We're we're not a diet product or anything like that. Like, you know, we are low sugar. We are high protein. We're hitting those marks, but we're also like here for the long run and here to support people um, wherever they're at in their wellness journey.
0: Amazing. Uh, has the market started to come tougher for you guys at all because of the inflation everywhere going on right now? Have you, have you had to pivot a bit?
1: Yeah. Big time. Our oats went up like 300% in six months.
0: That much?
1: Yeah. It I was never 300%.
0: Guessed that 300%.
1: 300% in six months. And then now there's um, rumors of like a, an upcoming drought that could really increase the shortage of oats, which is super, super scary. So those are the things of like starting a business that I never would would have guessed, like not having access to ingredients, like that's wild. And, um, that was a lesson that we luckily learned from the very beginning. We started doing pre-sale and we like got our first round of product out. And then we went to go order for the next round and our oats will, our our oats were sold out from our supplier for like four weeks. And it's like, Oh shoot. Like didn't think to look up a plan B there. You know, if you think a Fire and it's good so yeah that was that was pretty scary um so the the market inflation has definitely been scary it's something and I guess I should say as of July 1st, we're actually lowering lowering our pricing. So where a lot of companies are bringing their pricing up, we've decided to lower it because that has been our goal. No matter if that means less margins for us or whatever that means, it's more important to get our product out into people's hands and to support their their health and wellness journey. So that's um, something we're really proud of, something we're really excited about. Um, And when we started this product, you know, we were the only like... um, protein oatmeal on the market there's now another one out of eastern canada and another one in the states but their target aud- audience is very very specific where ours is more of the everyday person they're very like athlete like centered right. very right. like adrenaline junkie kind of thing right. um, so it's been interesting to see other companies pop up but you know it doesn't it doesn't worry us you know we're we, we're very um grounded in our mission so we're feeling good about it
0: no i don't think there's a Again, I'm with you on that. There's nothing to be worried about. It shows there's a demand in the market. Yes. So it's more exciting. That's that's more exciting to 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 me when that happens, right? You know. So um, it was interesting. You said all the problems uh, uh, come up. We have a we have playbooks for every like you know we have probably I would say we have two to two hundred processes and systems in our in our business. And one is a, like, it's called the playbook just for problems. So it's everything we're doing, even podcast. We even have the podcast. If, if a guest doesn't get emailed, if this happens, if this drops a ball, like everything detailed, right? So to, to it. So those are trying to figure out all the problems. So like when it happens, which they do, we're like, okay, we got that one here we got that one here right so
1: totally and that just shows like a true definition of like a a entrepreneur or someone who's so focused like if something happens a problem comes up instead of dwelling on it and like letting it ruin your day we're like okay this happened how do we move forward how do we make sure that this doesn't happen again so I love your idea of having a playbook we should definitely be like writing more things down but one thing that Vanessa and I like you know where I'm really proud of us for is being able to look at those situations and move forward from them and same with rejection like it, it might might be a little bit cliche to say, but we love saying that rejection is redirection. You know, that didn't go through, we didn't get that account or if something happened, like that's okay, it wasn't meant to be. That doesn't, you know, we don't take it personally. Right. It's, it's just something that like, you know, it's okay, switch directions. What other opportunities are gonna come up for us?
0: It's true. It's funny, the two things that you just said is just business. So problems is like just business, right? Whoever becomes a better problem solver wins period, that's it, right, like, that's just really it, like, everything, and then rejection is just business, right, so it's, like, those two things are just, are just business, right, like, it's just normal, right, like, it's, like, I always joke with my team, I'm, like, yeah, everybody we asked to be on the podcast, they all say yes, just right away and get on tomorrow, you're right, you know what I mean, right? right, so, you know, but, you know, so it's, it's funny you said that, because I think that, you know, that helps a lot of people looking and listening right now too, understanding that there's going to be lots of problems and lots of problems. And, and as you grow, first, you're trying to find money, then you're trying to develop the product, then you get a little bigger. And now you've got a whole nother thing of employees and culture and different stuff. And it moves into a different thing. And, you know, I remember going from four employees. And then when we were up to 17 employees, that was a whole different animal. Like it was a whole different animal for me. It was like You know, I had to learn how to lead a better, manage it differently now, you know.
1: (laughs) Totally, that's so true. Like we were saying the other day, we're like, oh man, I can't wait to be a little bit bigger when these like problems don't happen anymore. It's like, oh wait, we're just gonna have bigger problems with, you know, more money involved. And so it's like, at the end of the day, you need to like set those processes up right away of how you deal with problems. Cause if you're gonna get let every single one get to you, unfortunately you're gonna maybe lead to burnout. You're gonna tire yourself out. Like that's, and I mean, life is short like let's have fun i know it's not always fun 100% the business isn't always fun but if you're letting those problems like seep into your body and like totally ruin each day then like you just like you lose that passion of why you started in the first place
0: so true even one of our one of our playbooks just tracks our small wins and how much we celebrate them amazing that's just a, a book on its own
1: yeah
0: right and that's probably our most important book when i really what? look at it you know to be honest right it's something you wouldn't even think But in the end, it's like what keeps what you just said, the energy and the motivation, everybody feeling good. and, And because it's so easy to get caught up in business with such big picture thinking and miss those small wins along the way and enjoy them.
1: Totally. And every business is so different. I mean, I love what we, we are so big on celebrating every win. You know, the fact that we have 150 locations in our first year has been so amazing. We're so happy. And then we recently saw like another business who started a few months after us, you know, they were in like four times more as many like locations. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we like celebrated 150 when they're in like 650. And then Vanessa was like, yeah, but like, look at how much they've spent on marketing, you know, and they've spent on marketing like in one quarter the amount that we've spent on building this entire business so you know you can't compare it's like apples and oranges you can't compare everything but just focus on your business and take time to celebrate those wins because you worked really hard for them
0: yeah I mean i am glad such a good point and such a good uh, analogy that you brought up of not comparing yourself and and you know we're I'm a firm believer in, in that you know my team comes back and they know I don't care what anybody else is doing. Like, it truly doesn't matter to me. Like, yeah. it, it just doesn't matter. I'm like, just take care of our customers. Give them so much value that they can't go anywhere else. Like, yeah. period, that's it, right? So I'm like, you know, then, then you don't have to worry about anybody else, you know? And I, I just believe there's so much business out there and so much money out there that, you know, if you're building it properly, you know, and, you're, and it'll happen. You know, totally for, for most people, right? Especially if, it's, if you have a shitty product, it's hard. But if you have a decent product, then you can make it happen or it's service.
1: For sure, for sure. And, and one thing I want to mention is, you know, we have really put a lot of time and energy with connecting with other people in the space. And I think that has been our biggest asset. So we try to set up a call, if not once a week, once every other week with another CPG founder, mostly who are a few years ahead of us, if not more. And we have just found, we're like overwhelmed at how supportive this industry is. With other, like, especially women entrepreneurs, you know, sharing their insights and giving us like hacks and, you know, recommendations on certain things and in turn it's been really beautiful because a lot of younger companies than us have reached out and asked if like we could hop on a call and you know share our information so it's been so cool to gather this information like use it and then be able to kind of regurgitate that and like pay it forward to these other businesses so if anyone is feeling like really overwhelmed or like lonely within the business reach like it never hurts to reach out to someone who is a lot further ahead because a lot of the times they're also looking to pay it forward as well
0: So that's so true. You know, when I first had the Curves franchise, I wrote letters to John Vulcan, who owned United Furniture Warehouse, who became my mentor, and I sat on his boards. Jimmy Patterson, I wrote letters to Uh, Peter Lake, who owned Canada Wide Magazine. That's how I ended up meeting Rebecca's daughter and all them. I wrote letters to all these people and to mentor me, and a lot of them didn't. You know, were no, 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 and I was persistent, and then six of them did, and you know, I had relationships with them for twenty years, a lot of them. Wow. And and that was just from like let and I even look back and I laugh because I like and I'm like I even had spelling errors in the letters like literally like I like literally I am like you like I'm a terrible spell I always laugh because everyone knows when I'm doing my own social and then somebody else does it for me because it's way tighter when somebody else does it. the writing to be honest
1: totally. right? yeah <laughs> so, but it's, it's like a funny thing it's like you know when you didn't get those responses from the letters like I'm sure you didn't take it personally like it's just you have to put yourself out there as an entrepreneur and if it doesn't come back, like, that's okay. Like, you, you move on. But the ones that do stick, the ones that you get a yes from, are so worth it.
0: 100%. I mean, you, you should be in business, like, going through, like, lots of different people and things and stuff like that. If you're not moving like that, then there's no way that you can get to the things that you truly want to get to. Yeah. Because 25 things are not going to work out. But like you said, that one thing is is going to work out that those next 30 things won't work out that one thing like you know it's funny because when you look at our our one playbook that's just strategies and we open it up and we go through all the different strategies it's funny because you'll see five that didn't work like literally when we were looking at it yesterday going through you're like oh remember we tried that it didn't really work we tried that it didn't really work and then you're like well that one really really worked well right and then we knew how to scale it we kept going but if, if you really looked at our stuff, you'd be like, oh, they tried that, that didn't work. Oh, they tried that, that didn't work. Oh, they tried that, that didn't work, right? And then all of a sudden when something happens, they're like, oh, look at how it's working for them. But they didn't see all the ones that we tried that didn't work.
1: Totally, they're like, oh, they just, that just works out for that person or they make it look so easy. Yeah,
0: yeah. right. So yeah, it's, it's funny. So I, I mean, also, I'm really like excited for your guys' business and you guys are doing such a good thing. And I think it's just such a needed thing you know in the mark in the market I, I really feel it's a good a good a good niche mm-hmm. so a couple last questions and i'll i'll let you let you go how do you how do you divide you know your work and your
1: balance oh my goodness that is a great question and something i actually was talking with my boyfriend about last night where there i mean i have my morning routine and you and i were just talking about this that my mornings are so sacred like i will sacrifice an hour of sleep just so i can get up earlier and feel like i'm the only person awake in the world you know like i love that time just walking out in nature, meditating, breathing, you know, all of the things just to really feel grounded. And when I have that, I can really own my day. And I just I work so much better. And I've also had to train myself, you know, if I, I'm not always going to get that opportunity, and I still have to show up and I still have to do my best self. But if I could have it my way, I, I, those morning routines are so sacred. And there are, of course, times that I have to work really late at night. But I also know that when you stretch yourself so thin, you know, the next day, it is really hard to show up. It is really hard to do your best. So I'm like, um, I'm usually off the computer around like seven or eight o'clock at night. I try to, um, if not earlier. But I just like the time with my partner, the time just being outside or like reading a book and stuff, those all contribute to how I show up during that work day. So sometimes it seems like, oh my gosh, you're, you know, you're not working up late. Cause that, that, you know, that, that Gary Vanderchuck rise and grind works so hard 24 seven, you know, I. I had to really really work hard to reprogram my brain on that because I felt like if I wasn't up at 5 and you know working till 12 at night that I wasn't going to be successful or that I wasn't going to be like the best entrepreneur and like that doesn't work for me. I spoke to so many entrepreneurs who faced massive burnout where they had to sit out from their business for months to recuperate. Yeah. You know, that's terrible. And like that's such a demand and it just it's not it's not feasible in this day and age. So I, I spend that time that I'm working like focus notifications off. I'm really, really centered. I'm grounded. I'm working my hardest, but I also like try to shut out at night so that I can enjoy my life too. So that way I'm excited to come back to work, you know? And yeah, yeah, I think it's just, it's I don't know if it's like a routine that's available to each and every, every one of us every single day, but I think making your health and wellness priority is just so, so important because if you really love your business, like, you know, you have to have that love for yourself as well.
0: It's true. You know, and I agree with that. I think sometimes we're, uh, we fall into this trap of kind of what you just said, like with Gary, you know, V and we're following them and now I don't want to go to, you know, I'm too deep in that. Cause I know, his, I know AJ's brother, right. And stuff like that. And I like, I like Gary and, I like, and stuff. So, but um, you know, I think that, you know, he's motivational and, and, and he goes and, and it, and it's great for him. But I think, you know, we're falling into that, that trap of, of that's the way you got to do it. And that's the way it should be done. And, and most people, can't do that they can't keep up to that pace nor is it mentally mental mentally healthy for a lot of people uh and and a lot of people don't understand that to work like that you have to give up your life and i have a lot of people close to me that have that kind of money that are really close to me and you have to give up your life like you you have to you have to be ready to say like business is just my life like that's just what it is period you know and and and, and so, but you still can make $10 million and have a life, right? You still totally. can make $10 million and have a life. You might not be able to make a billion dollars, but, I mean, I'm sure most people would just be happy with 10.
1: Totally, and, and that's life. so... It's so funny that you brought that up. I was literally having that conversation with a girlfriend this morning about how so many people, you know, I think social media has really contributed to this, but so many people want to live that CEO life, the private jets and the yachts and all the things, but they're not willing to put in the work or know the work that it takes to get there, you know? So I think, and I also like there's the the rise and grind method, but I also think that our society can also sway the other way where you're. I, this is going to be walking on a tight rope, but sometimes you can let your anxieties or whatever is occurring in your life be too controlling. And you can almost use it, not like use it to fall back on where I think fitness is such a beautiful thing for that. Because, you know, when you're going for a run or you're doing squats or whatever, and it starts to hurt, you know, it's almost embracing that. and being like, wow, I can feel that change right now. Like I'm going to keep going because it's getting tough. Not like, oh my gosh, my legs are starting to hurt. I can't run anymore. I just, I'm just, maybe running's not for me, you know? So I think it's finding that really beautiful balance of this is tough right now. I'm acknowledging that, but this is also what change feels like. This is what progress feels like. So I might not feel my best today. Maybe my anxiety is a little bit higher. That's okay. I acknowledge it. So what can I do today? How can I train myself to keep going when it gets tough? And I think that's something that I hope society can come back, especially like with the younger generation, not to give up their true potential due to like maybe something that's happening within their life, but to use it to their advantage.
0: Yeah, I so agree with that. I so agree. So that's a good note to leave it on. That's a powerful <laughs> note to leave it on. Now, where can they all find you at websites, Instagrams and stuff where are they can they buy your stuff, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. So on our website, it's outoftheordinary.com, O-A-T of the ordinary.com. Um, that's the same for Instagram, out of the ordinary. We're on TikTok now, which is a new adventure for us, but we're, we're trying to have fun with it. And that's out of the ordinary, I-N-C, Inc. Um, and then we also have a beautiful give back. We, you know, we work with different school districts um, to provide healthy meals to kids in need. We know that there's a lot of kids going to school hungry or leaving on spring break or summer break without any food at all. So we've been very grateful to to partner up with some amazing school districts and help um, donate some food and some breakfast items there. So that's really important to us. But all that information is on our website, all of our locations. Um, We're probably most active on Instagram. So feel free to DM us with any questions. We always, always appreciate it when you like like or share something. Um, It just means so much to us as a small business.
0: Amazing. And can they uh, buy it right off your website too?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right now we have, um, if you subscribe, you get $5 off your first order. Um, You can buy on the website or yeah, you can look at our locations and see if there's anyone close to you. And if not, the biggest thing that um, our community can do to help us is go to their local grocery store where they shop and request our product. That really helps. It takes two seconds and it really, really helps us.
0: Right. That's a good, I like that strategy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's, That's good. I like that. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys go check them out. Uh, again, I've tried it. I like it. You know, I'm being honest. If I didn't like it, I would say I didn't really wasn't for me, but it's probably for somebody else, but I truly liked it and uh, I highly suggest trying it. And I think you really will like it too. And it's, and it's clean and it's healthy and it's vegan. And so you, om- you almost can't go wrong.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Three different flavors, one for every different pro- like flavor profile. And yeah, we're really proud of it.
0: And I'll I'll admit I had two of them. They gave me two packs. And one was um the one was the co- the one was the what's it, cocoa or
1: uh, yeah, cacao cacao coconut. So that's like our chocolate based one. That's great for after workouts. It's really high in magnesium, so really good for replenishing the muscles and also acts as a great healthy dessert option. And then I think did you get blueberry cinnamon or raspberry? Blueberry. Blueberry cinnamon, that's a fan favorite as well. So good. Yeah.
0: But I, that cocoa one almost tastes like a dessert. It was almost like something you could you could eat all the time. <laughs> like that's, a, that's a our lowest
1: sugar because there's no fruits in there. It's just the right. superfood, so it's really nice and low sugar too.
0: Yeah, totally unhealthy. All right, everybody, thanks so much. See you guys next time. Talk soon.